third win against the top ten and the orange had them all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the orange do it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Duntire, 315-437-7644. If you'd like to get involved, we have just one guest lined up for you today. Brian Mueller from KWTV in Oklahoma City set to join us at about 12.30. Want to get his thoughts on all this drama going on in OKC with Carmelo Anthony and the Thunder. I've got some thoughts on that. I know, Seth, you've got some thoughts on that. We touched on it earlier in the week. We'll delve a little bit deeper into Carmelo's $28 million decision as the show moves along with Brian Mueller. We have to talk some NBA. LeBron James literally stealing a game. In Toronto last night, Dwayne Casey, head coach of the Raptors, saying afterwards, I felt like we had the better team. I said after that first-round series with the Pacers, Indiana was the better team. But there's just something about LeBron James, and this is why one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why he is so great is that he has that ability to literally put the team on his back. And even when he doesn't have the better team, he finds a way to beat you. And that's what we saw last night. Yeah. Look, that was a game that was stolen in in every sense of the word and and every sense of of stealing a game. It it felt like they just ripped that away from Toronto. And uh, watching that game, I couldn't help but think, how is it possible that a team that's got the greatest basketball player ever, or arguably the best basketball player ever to step on a basketball court. How is it possible that that team is so bad? Like, how is it possible to have that transcendent a talent and that great a talent and be that bad? Right? Because they're not that good a team. No, they're not. But they've got him, and so they'll win games. Right? Like, that's what it comes down to. They're not good, but you have LeBron. And when you have LeBron, you have a chance. And and that was what last night was, right? That That's exactly what last night was. They weren't a very good team. They had LeBron at the end. He made shots. He passed it to Kyle Korver, who made threes, and they won. Did you watch most of the game? Yeah, I, I watched it. I assume you did? Yeah, I watched a lot of it. At what point did you think, man, Raptors are in a little bit of trouble here? Because they didn't listen. Cleveland they did hit not lead. Late. Cleveland did not lead until overtime. But at what point did you think to yourself, you know what, Toronto might not win this game? Because I tell you what, for me, and this is, listen, you know I'm a LeBron guy. So the fact that LeBron was on the court, the fact that this game was close to me going into the fourth quarter. It was a five-point game going into the fourth quarter, and LeBron came out right at the end of that third quarter. The fact that they survived LeBron being out of the game, and they were only down five, and then he checked in to start the fourth quarter. At that moment, I thought, Cleveland's going to find a way to win this game. And and for no other reason than LeBron James is back on the court, and you know he's going to play the rest of the game, and you know that he's going to find a way to win this thing. And sure enough, he delivers in 47 minutes of action, Delivers a triple-double, 26 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, and came up with some big plays down the stretch and then got him off to a great start in overtime. And, and that is just a, a demoralizing loss if you're the Raptors, right? I mean, you're the yes. one seed, you have home court, you feel like you're the, you're the better team. I think there's no question they are the better team. 
to lose game one in that fashion, to lead literally start to finish in regulation, Cleveland forces overtime, takes its first lead in OT, and then you lose that game. That has to be demoralizing for the top seed. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I I don't know if I would pinpoint it, but there were so many possessions that the Raptors had where they missed three shots. I, right? I mean, how many times down the stretch did they miss a shot, get a rebound, miss a shot again? And it just seemed like there was a lid on the basket. It seemed like they weren't able to score. And then the Cavaliers would go down and, you know, maybe it was Kevin Love hitting a three. Maybe it was Tristan Thompson actually making free throws. Uh, you know, there's a, there a couple Smith things. Give some credit. JR made a play. Scored 20 yeah. points. First player other than LeBron in this postseason for the Cavs to score 20 points in a game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I heard a stat yesterday that was insane. LeBron averaged, averaged in, in the first series 20 points per game more than the next best player on his team. Doesn't he surprise aver- me he at aver- all. No, but it, it's crazy. He averaged 31. Kevin Love was the next highest scorer at 11. Uh, you know, it's, it's just wild to think about. Uh, but Love made plays. J.R. Smith made plays. Corver uh, obviously made plays. Um, and Tristan Thompson hit free throws late, which, uh, I mean, look, if Tristan Thompson's going to start hitting his free throws, uh, you're in some pretty good shape. Uh, I look obviously once it went to light, uh, once it went to overtime, I, I thought they were good. I, I thought they were going to win. Uh, I thought they were going to win on the on the shot LeBron had at the buzzer because he got a very good look. Got, got a better a look very, than he should have. Yes, he got a great look. I was shocked uh, that he got that open and that he was able to get free uh, and get that shot off in six tenths of a second. I thought that was going to go down. They were going to win. Uh, and and call it a game and and once once it went to overtime I had no doubt they were winning. LeBron just one for eight from three point range. The one that he hit though was was big in the final few minutes. He always finds a way to make the big play down the stretch, and that was the knock against him earlier in his career. Maybe when he wasn't surrounded by the supporting cast that he had in Miami right. and early on in his time back in Cleveland, he does not have a supporting cast anymore. He goes out and he makes the plays. He puts the team on his back and and he willed them. To victory in Game Seven against the Pacers in that series, and now he wills them to victory uh, in Game One of this series. And inevitably, you know, the conversation with LeBron always turns into, you know, is he the best ever? And if he's not, and and I still would give the edge to Jordan, I, I would. But with that being said, like when you watch what he does night in and night out, is it is it possible for LeBron ever to overtake MJ? Yes. Or does it simply yes. come, does it simply come down to the rings? No, it doesn't. I think that the rings argument is a stupid argument. Uh, I look at LeBron and and uh, look, I'm too young that I didn't really see MJ play, but um, watch what LeBron can do physically and what MJ was able to do physically, and they are both incredible. But I think that if you're looking at who's the better basketball player, who's the one-on-one player. You know, if they're playing one-on-one, who's winning? Like, I think LeBron physically built is is the better basketball player. Does that mean his accomplishments are as great? No, probably not, because MJ won more MVPs, won more rings, the whole deal, whatever. But who's the better basketball player? LeBron is a better basketball player, right? Like I don't know. Like, I, that's I, like, I will say this. And I've said this to you before. There's there's a difference in my mind between best and greatest, isn't there? Greatest factors in accomplishments. Best is just he's damn good at basketball. And like I think that if you're looking at who's good at basketball, who's the best at basketball, it's LeBron James. I, I will say this about LeBron, and I don't think this is blasphemy to Michael. I think that LeBron is the best all-around player that is that has ever played yes. the game. 
I don't know as if I could put him ahead of Jordan. Like you forget about Michael, and and again, you get a pass because you know you didn't see him, right? Like you know, not no. that I ever saw him in person, but I, I I watched him, you know, growing up and whatnot. People forget how good of a defender he was as well. I mean, he was he was a legit defender. He was obviously an unbelievable scorer. He could beat you off the dribble. Now later in his career, and again, you know, maybe you're thinking back to when he turned into a jump shooter, you know, later in his career, and then he, when he came back with the Wizards, he couldn't really get to the basket as much anymore. But like in his prime, and his prime lasted a very long time. I mean, he could get would've to the basket. Would have lasted longer if he didn't uh, skip out on a couple years. Fair point. He could get to the basket against anyone. He could score against anyone. He was an unbelievable defender. He's a pretty good rebounder yeah. for his position and his size. He averaged over six rebounds per game for his career. Now, he wasn't the triple-double machine that LeBron James is. And that's why I say I think LeBron is the best all-around player we've ever seen. I don't know as if I can put him ahead of Michael, though. Just when you say, who's the best player of all time? I still think it's Michael Jordan. I, I still do. Okay. I Fine. I, I mean, it's... It's splitting I'm hairs. trying to resolve it's in my splitting head, hairs, though. Isn't it? Seth, I, I mean, I'm trying it's... to resolve in my head, though, if there is anything LeBron can do. Because every time no, I think there's... I've seen it from LeBron, like he just does it again and again and again and again. It, what was he 32, 33 years old now? And yeah. he's not slowing down. No, look, there's nothing he can do, nothing more he can do to convince anybody there that he's better than LeBron James or that he's not better. There's nothing. If if you think that Le, if you think that LeBron is better than MJ, you think he's better than MJ. If you think MJ is better than LeBron, you think he's better than LeBron. And it's been 15 years and nothing that he does now is going to change that thought. Now, where I come in and say the the rings argument, right, and holding up your fingers and saying he went 6-0 is a stupid argument. Okay, so would it have been better for LeBron and, and the big picture thing to go lose to Indiana than to go to another finals appearance and lose to the Warriors? You know, like I, I just, I, I can't, well, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around how stupid that argument is. That it is better that MJ lost in the first round three times than it is that LeBron keeps going to the finals and just happens to lose because his teams have been terrible, right? Like the 07 Cavaliers had no business being in the finals. The, the right, Cavaliers, that should count as a ring it, for him. It absolutely <laughs> should. The Cavaliers against the Warriors when Kevin Love was out and Kyrie got hurt in Game One had no shot. In that first finals appearance, uh, like I, I don't, I, I don't see how you hold these things as negatives against him. Listen, you're talking to a Bills fan here, and when people look back on the four straight Super Bowl appearances, and it, it becomes the punchline to a joke, I think you have to realize they how, made how amazing <laughs> that team was and that run for them to get to four Super Bowls. Now, yes, it would have been nice for them to win at least one of those. They lose all four. They shouldn't be the butt of a joke, though. Um, and and to your point. Yes, it's better for LeBron to go to the finals and lose than it is to, yes, oh, he bowed out is. in the first round. You know, oh, he, he doesn't have a perfect record in the finals. You know the yeah, only, well, it's better you know, seven times in a row. You know the only other people who have been to the, the finals seven times in a row? It's the people who were on the Bill Russell Celtics say, team it's gotta be Bill that went Russell. like right. ten times in a row, right. and there were like 15 teams in the league. So, three, you know what? Deal with it. 315-437-7644. Uh, Dom in Syracuse kicking us off today on the show. Hey, Dom. Hey, guys. I find the the age gap entertaining in these Jordan versus LeBron conversations. It is a generational so thing, that, isn't it? Yeah. It would be, I, I'm I'm like uh, I'm, I'm 42. Um, I'm 42 so as well, got, Dom. So you're a Jordan guy, yes? Oh, I am. Um, but but Jordan guys can be convinced that LeBron is better. But the younger guys are like, oh, it's, there's just no doubt LeBron's the better player. Never having seen Jordan play. The guys who saw Jordan play, the ones who actually saw him manhandle the Knicks in a league 
where hand checks weren't called. In a league where you got hit in the ribs, you know, when you went in and you paid the price for driving the lane. The guys who saw that Jordan play can make it, can easily say, you know what? LeBron isn't the best player. He isn't the best player of all time. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll even say this. I'll go so far as to say that LeBron isn't the second best player. I'll give it to Kobe. In terms of killer instinct, one-on-one, granted, as a physical specimen, LeBron's the greatest player that we'll see. He, at, at a person, his physical size, he does more than I think anyone has done. But in terms of basketball ability and killer instinct, I'd put Jordan and Kobe ahead of LeBron. That's an interesting point. Keep Dom on the line here for a second. Um, I, I'm i with you on Jordan, and I, I think you raise a great point, by the way, about the generational thing, because I'm 42 as well, and Seth's I'm a baby here. right? Yeah. He's 24. And so, yeah, I think you raise a great point about that. We look at Jordan and we say, well, he was the best of all time. Seth says it's a no-brainer. It's It's got to be LeBron. And so I think you, you raise a, a very good point. In terms of Kobe number two, though, doesn't LeBron get credit for – the fact that he can guard literally all five positions, the fact that he is, I think he is the most versatile, well-rounded player that we have ever seen. Kobe did not defend, by and large, over the course of his career like LeBron. He did not rebound like LeBron. He did not pass like LeBron. I mean, he was an unbelievable scorer, but in terms of he was one-dimensional know, best player of all, you know, when you're talking best player debate, I think LeBron, some of those quote-unquote little things that he does, and they're not so little, I think that that puts him, you know, those things put him above Kobe, in my mind, anyway. Oh, no doubt. I, he is a physical specimen. However, you have to give a nod to the generation that Jordan played in. Sure. This is, you, you can't, this is a three-point, softer brand of basketball. They don't play, they don't allow the defense that was played in the 80s, early 80s, 90s, in early 2000s, they simply don't allow that level of physicality anymore. You know, there's 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 no room for uh, Larry Johnsons or Masons of the world in this NBA. That physical, you drive the lane, you're going to pay the price. Now, Steph Curry can drive the lane with no problems without even getting touched. You know, it's a different brand of basketball. So, yes, he is a physical specimen, and he can guard every position on the floor. But I think it, 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 the argument can still be made that it, it takes place in a softer league. That's all. All right, you raised some great points, Dom, and we appreciate checking in. Uh, you know how many- I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch basketball now than twenty years ago. I'm sorry. I can't, is is it not? Is it is it even a discussion of which basketball is more fun to watch? Um, I mean, they were different. It's more you wide open. You didn't it's like, more running gun. It's it's more fun. You didn't like the physicality no. of back in the day. I mean, like I don't mind it, but it was slow and it ground you down and it was boring. You get more scoring now. Yes, you do. And scoring is fun. Like, can you compare the Warriors that played last night, putting up 123 points, to the Knicks in 1998 that uh, 1999 that went to the finals? No, very different. I mean, you can compare them, but. They're very different, right? But like, I'd so much rather watch this Warriors team. And then the passing ba- the ball, movement, the running up and down the floor, the defense they play. Like it's, it's just not even a discussion. And that was a, a time in the game where the center was utilized, and if you had a Patrick Ewing or a Kim Olajuwon or a Shaquille O'Neal, you utilized him, yes. and and, that, and now, that made you tough to stop. And now and, Kevin Durant is your center, right? And he's shooting threes, right? That's that's how the game has and evolved. He's, and he's bringing the ball up court because he's a freak. 
Yes. Real quick on this Jordan versus LeBron uh, argument. Do you have any idea? I, ju- I just looked it up. I, I thought that was the number, but I just wanted to double-check myself. How many times, if you had to guess, was Jordan on the all-defensive team in the NBA? Oh, it's crazy. It's like uh, eight or ten, right? Yeah, it's nine. Yeah. Nine times. Nine times. So for a decade, he was one of the five best defenders in the game. And again, LeBron's a very good defender as well, and he can guard all five positions, but... People forget that about Jordan. They they think of you know the flu game and the the titles and what an amazing scorer he was. And you think of moments with Jordan. I mean, he brought it every night, just like LeBron does. And that, that's what that's <laughs> what makes the, him the best. Right? One of the crazy things about when we went to Chicago, I don't know if you walked over to the statue yes. outside the United Center, and it's just like they've got this humongous base right on the on the MJ statue, and it's just like the whole thing is taken up with accomplishments. Yeah, like they there are legitimately enough right for every line of this whole base of of the statue. And the thing is too. It, it, it's still to this day that statue is flooded with people getting their picture taken with it, right? I mean, you know, we were we yes. were there in Chicago, and it's it's person after person after person coming over. I yeah. mean, it's he's a legend, obviously, and and in my mind, uh, the best basketball player ever to live. But but isn't LeBron it? is yeah. right there. LeBron is no, right there. I, look, he is, and and he's been far. I think far and away the best player in basketball for the last decade. Uh, I mean, feels like it. It, it. He he is the best player in the game. He could win the MVP any year uh, if he wanted to, and, and if voters didn't have LeBron fatigue, which is a thing, right? That's absolutely a thing. So, uh, yeah, he, he's the best player in the game right now, and so it goes back to my main point of how is the how is the team with the best player in the game right now and arguably one of the best ever so bad? I don't, like, so relatively bad. And this I, is I why I said at the beginning of the week, it. I can't see him coming back to that situation unless they overhaul the roster or unless they you know make certain promises i can't see how he goes back to that i think he's got to i don't he, think he's so. going to want to go to a better situation playing a better team he wants to compete for championships and he's competing for championships they're dragging him down it, it would be nice i think for him to to get some help um they're active they're at, the rest of that team is actively pulling him back they from are. winning a title they are like anyway. it's not even it's not even like they're a net neutral like they are actively pulling him further away from winning we need to take our first time out but I, i'm legitimately curious as as we kind of talk about this debate you know lebron and jordan like is there anything lebron can do to, to surpass Jordan? Or is it just, well, Jordan was 6-0 in the finals and, and no, he's the best there's, ever? There's nothing. End of discussion. Yes. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Phone lines open the entire second hour. 315-437-7644. When we finish up here... You should, you got to check out the it's tryouts so from yesterday. It's so funny. It's on our ESPN uh, Syracuse Radio Facebook page. Uh, it's about four minutes. We just watched the some first of it. minute and a half. We just watched about a half of it um, during the during the break. There, it's so it's a funny. whole lot of Eric Devendorf lighting you guys up, and, and yes, not much other than that. Of course it is. Of course it is. You know, I I wanted to bring this up uh, because I I always love when we talk about. Uh, college players and they're, and they're leaving or whatever and and it's always oh he's not that good like he's he's not very good like oh he he's he's only going to the G League like Eric was like a good college basketball player right uh, but yeah like like a good a good college basketball player but never played professionally you know in, played overseas. in the NBA yeah but played overseas and he's now what a couple years removed from that and like 
roughly 10 years removed from his college career and just throw him on the court with some random people and and like you go out on the court with him and and see what, how you do he's gonna have to be lebron to the rest of you guys yes, the yes, calves exactly like that's Except, it. max said you guys are going to the finals <laughs> no it, it, it Devo's got to play LeBron. Look, it's like the 07 Cavs, though. It's like it's, it not, is. it's not even it's not even this year's That's a great bad comparison. Cavaliers. It's the it's the 2007 bad Cavaliers. All right. Speaking of college players that have moved on to to bigger and better things, this came out yesterday, and it, it, we both found it fascinating. We wanted to discuss it on the show today. So, former Wisconsin star Nigel Hayes uh, told reporters yesterday that. He and his teammates were considering boycotting a game back in the 2016-2017 season, basically protesting what college athletes are allowed to get and are not allowed to get as it pertains to, and, and you're a big fan of this, Seth, with the, you know, they should be able to benefit off their image and likeness, and, yes. and as we all know, that is not the case currently. Uh, they get tuition and, you know, certain fees that go along with the cost of attendance, but a lot of athletes believe they deserve more, and so... Back in 2016-2017, Nigel Hayes and his teammates at Wisconsin considered boycotting a game. That was the headline. You delve a little bit deeper, that game turned out to be the one against Syracuse in yes. the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And the thinking behind it, again, according to Nigel Hayes, was, well, it wasn't a conference game. It wouldn't impact in any way, shape, or form You know, our, uh, our pursuit of the NCAA tournament, pursuit of a Big Ten championship, nothing like that. But it was a high-profile game in that both teams were nationally ranked. It was going to be a nationally televised game, and they felt like if we boycott this game, we can make a point. And maybe we can get the ball rolling, and we can we can get some changes here right. with the NCAA. They opened it up to the team. Nigel Hayes said that we're in this together. We either all agree to do it or we don't. He said they had about 90% player support on the team. But like one guy was A couple like, guys yeah. said that they weren't totally into it, and so they didn't end up boycotting. But that's how close that game was to not happening. And it again, it raises some issues that if, if these guys are talking about it and these guys are willing to do it, at some point you would think it's going to happen somewhere along the way. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm not, I'm not surprised that it was that team. I'm not surprised that it was Nigel Hayes because Nigel Hayes was outspoken as a college student. Very outspoken. Uh, you know, when, when he was at Wisconsin. So I'm not surprised that it was that team. Um, but, you know, to his point, that game makes a lot of sense. You, you, you don't want to really do it in a conference game. Uh, because those games matter a little bit more. You certainly don't want to do it in a conference tournament or in an NCAA tournament, as has been suggested by some others who who would not have the opportunity, like Jalen Rose or Jay Billis. But you um, want the game to mean something. Right, but you want the game to mean something, and you want that game to be on national TV, and you want a lot of people to know that you didn't do this, right? That you did not go play. And and that is exactly what would have happened uh, had they not played in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And, and look, I think that this is... Uh, a big step forward, don't you? I mean, I think that this is something that, um, if it were to actually happen, might be a catalyst for change. I think that that's what it's going to take. I don't think it matters to have Dan Radakovich, the the Clemson AD, at this same uh, this same seminar, this same panel, say, "Yeah, we should be giving kids uh, control of their own likeness and their own image, and we should let them profit off that." I don't think that's enough. I, I think that it's going to take something big. It's going to take Alabama football kind of a thing of, of sitting out, or Wisconsin basketball sitting out a nationally televised game. I, I think that's the first step in, in in really making a change. Yeah, you're right. This was a, a panel discussion yesterday in Washington, D.C. at the Aspen Institute, and my guess is, and, and I'm not sure if this is if this is why he made it public, but my guess is is, is he, 
he wants to throw the idea out there and hope that somebody takes it and yes. runs with it. And that, you know, again, in his mind, somebody does that this year, and it's a game that matters. You know, is this going to be, you know, a, a lower level Division One team or a mid major? Probably not. It's probably got to be, you know, in this situation, it would have been nationally ranked team against nationally ranked team, nationally televised game, and in you know, in order to get the most impact out of it, as we said, it's it's probably got to be a game that that means something. And I know that that you're very much behind that idea that that the players should control their own likeness, be able to benefit, off, you know, off their own likeness, you know, even before they quote yes. unquote turn pro. Yes, no, I, I think they should. I think it's stupid that we don't let them do it. I think that there is hypocrisy running rampant, and and I don't know if you saw this story, but. Uh, uh, Arike Agumbawale, who hit, who hit the two buzzer beaters for Notre Dame, dancing with is the stars. on Dancing you, with the Stars, I know where you're going and she with is this. going to get paid. And did you see the NCAA's reasoning? I did. They claimed that she is not on Dancing with the Stars because of her basketball abilities. The season is Dancing with, first off, Stars, <laughs> and then Dancing with the Stars, Athletes. Yes, that is why she's there. It is She is there because she was a big story. She is there because she hit the two shots. So she is allowed to control her own likeness. She is allowed to collect $200,000, but Tyus Battle's not. But, you know, name the next guy. Uh, Marvin Bagley's not. Uh, it's just, it's so stupid to me. It, like, I, I don't understand how people can be making these decisions in Indianapolis and, and say it with a straight face. I, I really don't. That it doesn't make sense that... That that to anybody it makes sense that we're send, selling player jerseys and we're selling number twenty five on Syracuse, but number twenty five on Syracuse isn't isn't allowed to be identified and and doesn't you know see any of the money or that coaches can run around and do whatever they want and be in any car commercial and any uh whatever mattress commercial and and it doesn't matter. But a player who clearly would have value in this marketplace isn't allowed to do that. I, I like I don't, I don't get it and. I'm not saying that you have to pay, the school has to pay every single student. I don't think that's the case. But to allow the ones that do have a value to be able to go out and exploit that value is just like rational, logical thinking to me. So this is how the NCAA is getting around this whole situation with Agumba Wale uh, from Notre Dame. They're saying that if she wins the competition, that it would be for her dancing achievements and yes. have nothing to do with college basketball. But she's only on the show because of her college basketball They're saying that they will not allow her to appear in any of the commercials. So when you see any of the promotions on Channel 9 oh or on ABC, God, she so will not appear stupid. in any of those because she's not allowed to... You know, promote this this television program. She's allowed to be on it. She's allowed to win it. That's how they're getting around. I'm not the saying highest, I agree with it. I'm saying that's how level, they get around it. The highest level of college athletics in our country is is run by a bunch of morons. <laughs> I, like, there's no other way to say it. The highest level of college a- athletics is run by a bunch of idiots. And oh, by the way, there is fan voting involved with Dancing with the Stars. Right. Why does she have fans? How does she have fans? She has fans because Why she's a college she a basketball star. star. Right. <laughs> so the fact that, again, this isn't just the three judges deciding, this is America deciding. Why does she have a following? She has a following because she's a college basketball star. But I hope she wins. if she wins, I sh- I hope she wins. if she wins, it has nothing to do we gotta, with her college basketball we, ability. There, there needs have you to watched be a, the show, by no. the way? She's not winning. No, but She's you know not what? winning. No, but you know what? There have been some pretty bad people on American Idol through the years who have won. That's true. So um, there, there needs to be there needs to be a a bad 
bet, like a, a vote for the worst, like uh, like the the old American Idol campaign. This show is obviously it's an ABC show, so it's on Channel Nine. Right. And I usually have Channel Nine in the office. There's of a course. TV right above my desk, so like as I'm doing work, I happen to see it. Uh, there are a couple ice skaters in this oh, competition. Yeah, that's not fair. It, they should it really isn't in. fair, but they are like legit. So she is not winning this competition. Can I, can I ask a question? Uh, how's Kareem? Because I imagine he's not very se- good. I imagine a seven foot one guy. It doesn't doesn't move around the dance no. floor very well. No, seventy one year old. I was going to say he's guy. a little older too. He's not. Uh, He's not like a, a young, he's not like Joel Embiid out there. He's uh, he's got some miles on the tires. He's not very good either. He's Joel, not winning. Joel probably signed up and then it was like, oh, the Sixers still playing. Guess, guess we got to bag that. And he was probably upset about yeah. it too, knowing uh, knowing Embiid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Got to take another time out. Full lines open the rest of the way. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.